0: Welcome to Word of Life Family Church, where we strive to grow in our relationship with God, our family, and our community. We believe it's no accident you're listening today, and we pray you'll hear something to strengthen, encourage, and inspire you to fulfill your God-given destiny. Now let's get to the message, which is already in progress.
1: Three weeks ago, I, I, I preached a message. Called Living in His Presence. And I said, I warned you, I said it might become a series, and I don't know how long it's going to be, probably just a couple weeks, I don't know. But I wanted to do another installment of that series, Living in His Presence. And so we're going to look at this. um, If you have your Bibles, we're going to look in Genesis today, and we're also going to look at Jonah today. We're going to look at a couple different uh, passages of Scripture and look at that. But as you're turning there, I just want to ask a question Have you ever asked or said this, I'm dying of thirst? Has anyone ever said, like, oh, man, I'm just dying of thirst? Uh, I, I know we don't really mean it in the way, like, you look at the words, you're like, oh, man, really? You're dying of thirst? Not really, maybe. But we have, we, we experience that. I, I, I've i said that, like, uh, you know, when I ran to the store, you know, and, and I'm dying of thirst. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, when you run to the bathroom, whatever. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, you, you've all had those experiences. Maybe you you finished, the you went up a flight of stairs, you're like, and you're just exhausted. Whatever it is, I'm showing you how out of shape I am, aren't I? That's all right. I'm a shape. Never mind. Okay. Keep going. Keep moving. But as we say this, as we say this, you know, like, oh, man, I'm diet-thirsting. Uh, and it, and it, we don't really mean it, but we have this idea. But sadly, there was a story that I read about an experience. This is not a joke. Don't worry. But this is a serious thing. Uh, but this guy was a, an adventurer, and he loved to... Um, go through the desert, different desert places, and he would just explore, and he would just go out and and do these things. He was only 29 years old, and he's in the desert in Utah, and it says he traveled this desert, and he went for more than two days. It was well over 100 degrees, and he found himself uh, uh, quenched, thirsty, and so he, he worked, and worked trying to find water, was looking for it, and he just was in bad shape, and by two days, Uh, uh, of no water he unfortunately fell and passed away when when they when they found him the ironic thing was he was only a hundred yards from fresh water even more ironic than that was that he, he was found with this canteen full of water not only does this happen in a natural I think we find ourselves sometimes in the supernatural, in the spiritual ways, where we, if we don't walk into his presence, if we don't live in his presence, we're, it's like we're walking through a desert place, and God says that there's rivers of, of living water that's always flowing, but he asks us to drink, to open it up, to go to the well, to go to the place, and that's really what this series is about. It's a reminder of. That God, over 2,000 years ago, when Christ came, lived, died, and rose again, deposited the power and the presence of God in us so that not only could we feel His presence, but we could move in His presence. We could live in His presence. That He would be the living water that that kept us in those dry moments. We've all experienced dry moments, we've all experienced difficult times, we've all experienced places where we felt thirsty. Maybe not for water, but for the things of God. I don't know if if you've gone through life. I know I've had enough people talk to me and say, I just don't feel like God's around. That's not truth. God's presence is always here. The canteen is full. The river is flowing. The difference is that someone has to open it up and go to it. Living in his presence is purposeful. It's not accidental. God's flow is moving all of the time. His presence and his power are there. And he needs you, me, he needs us to tap into that truth. I don't want to get to, to, to get to the end of my life and feel so drained. And God said, why didn't you open the canteen of my river that flows through? I don't want to find myself at a desert place, parched, when God says, I, I've got it right in your backpack. I've got it right in front of you. We have to live in his presence. Understand that that's the, his desire. Why Christ came not just to save our sins and give us a guarantee of heaven one day. But also it says that I've come so that you may have life and have it more abundantly. That's the presence of God. That wants he wants us to walk in and live in every single day. And this is what we're talking about. This is what I want you to imagine. I want you to begin to believe that truth today. We need it's life and death. The presence of God is life and death for us. God didn't do what he did, deposit the spirit of God so that we wouldn't use it, but rather we would use it and apply it. If we don't, we're starving ourselves from the very fruit that he's given us. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you. and We praise you. God, we honor you today. We thank you for your rivers of living water. I thank you that it's flowing in this place. God, I think it's flowing in our home and our work and our cars and all those because you're omnipresent. You're always there. God, I pray that as we hear your word today, that it would resonate. That would change me. It would change them. Father, it would change us so that we would drink from that well, the spirit of God. That you so beautifully gave freely flowing all of the time. God, I pray that we hear it today. We don't just hear it, but we apply it. We live in it. God, that we would bath in it, bathe in it, splash in your presence, God. That we would become completely soaked of your presence. That's your desire. Father, I declare that now in Jesus mighty name. We thank you for it. We receive it now. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. We need his presence like we need water. We need his presence like we need water. It's important. So as we continue in this, uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago when I started this, I talked about in his presence. We talked about that living in his presence. and that what, In his presence, I, we brought up Isaiah. And Isaiah was, found himself in a difficult place. And the the nation of Israel was going awry. The king, uh, this great king, was no longer great because he wasn't serving God. And Isaiah found himself in a very desperate situation. And he began to call out to God. He went into the presence of God and God revealed himself very strongly. There were three things I said that he revealed. When, When Isaiah went into his presence, it revealed how big God was. He instantly saw, wow, God is so big. It instantly changed perspective. He instantly began to see the powerfulness of God, the sovereignty of God, the might of God and how big he was. The flip side is the second thing he saw was how small he was. Not to bring condemnation, but to realize, whoa, this big God and I'm not that big. But then the third thing, he saw how good God was, that he called Isaiah for such a time as this, that he called him to walk through that. He said, you can walk into my presence and sense me, and feel me, and know me, be empowered by me, that kind of good God. That's an amazing promise. So if you didn't watch that, or hear that, or, or listen to that, get on that. Check it out. But today I want to I step backwards just a little bit. I want to do just a little bit of a teaching, because I think maybe we overstep. I want to talk about the different types. There are different types of presences of God. I know that's not proper grammar, but you get my drift. There are really three different types of presence that we want to talk about and look at today. If you have your hand out, we're going to look at the first one. The first one is this. And just bear with me for a moment. There's three of them. Omnipresence. There's what, what I'm going to call inner presence. And, and the third one is manifest presence. So, so the first one, omnipresent. Omnipresent is, is God is always everywhere. He's omnipresent. The scripture tells us, promises that he's there. Uh, Proverbs chapter 139, seven says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? We can't. There's a question mark. Like, how can we? We can't because God's always present. It goes on to say, if I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn and I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your, Your right hand will hold me fast. That's his omnipresence. He promises that he's always there. The second thing I said was his inner presence. God's inner presence. When you are saved, if you're saved, raise your hand. If you receive Christ, was saved? They're like, what does that mean? If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, raise your hand. Amen. Praise God. The moment you were saved, God comes and fills himself into you. You become a new creation in Christ. The old is gone, the new has come. That's an inner presence. That's that promise. There's an inner presence when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. There's this other anointing that God comes. We ask God anoint me and the Holy Spirit comes in power and might. And you begin to to receive and be overfilled with the presence of God. That's that's an amazing thing. I encourage you all to have this. So that's the second is this inner presence. And the third is his manifest presence. His manifest presence is is when God makes his presence known, fully known. We we, we sensed some of that today. We felt some of that today. I pray that we feel that, we sense that, we know that more and more. But I really want to focus, I'm really going to focus a little heavy on the rest of the series on his manifest presence. Because I believe, just as I said water is important, I believe his manifest presence is important in our life and our spiritual walk with Christ. That Christ didn't come and live and die just so we could thank him and just be like, wow, that was awesome. But he actually wants us to hold, he wants to hold our hands. He wants to walk with us. He wants to carry the life with us. He wants to manifest himself with us. And, and so I really want to concentrate really on this a little bit in this series. But, and, and I really want you to understand how important worship is with his presence, his manifest presence. That That worship helps to helps us to experience and make known his presence we now we've all sensed it here and maybe you've been in other places you said man you could just sense his presence he often doesn't my question is can we leave that presence is it possible to leave the manifest presence when we worship many times we can sense it we can feel it we can see it we could we could feel but can i walk this is the thing Can I walk in that kind of presence every day? I believe we can. I believe it's... Not only can we, I believe it's God's desire. When Adam and Eve were created, the Bible says that he walked with them in the cool of the day. Not like present, but it talks... It says that they walked and talked with him. And if Christ was to bring us back to the beginning before the curse, then his presence, the manifest presence, must be part of what that means that he can walk and talk with us in the cool of the day or in the heat of the day or the rain of the day or the snow of the day. I believe that that's his desire. I believe we can without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, I want to tell myself, it was over a year, a little over a year ago, God reminded me as I was preparing my message over a year ago. He said, I need you to go back to preparing the way I asked you to prepare. And I was like, well, I don't know what you mean, you know, you go through. He says, I need you to go back. I need you to worship in, in, while you prepare. I need you to, to, to play pl- worship music. I need you to prepare the atmosphere of my presence. And so it was in that that God began to, man, just radically. Cham- so that started that way, and I got, I got caught up in the busyness. Get it down, you know, and it's like, you know, oh, this is good. And he said, no, I need you to tap into another part of my presence. I need you to go back and worship me. So this whole year. 2021. I got music. I got praise works blaring. I have you know type three or four things and worship. Type three or four things worship. You don't get a lot done very quickly, but His presence is there. God is changing this thing, and guess what? We're going to fulfill what we're going to fulfill. If we're going to accomplish what we're going to accomplish, what God has equipped us to accomplish. We have to do it with his presence. We're going to have to do it. We're going to have to live in it. We're going to have to do this. And so he started this whole thing with us talking about walking and talking. So I want to continue to look at the different things about his manifest presence today. I, I, I should I should do this. Um, I should. Uh, give you a little example of what. Well, let's do this manifest presence is it manifest presence Uh it says the manifest prayer is to make known, seen, or recognized and understood. Genesis chapter 3 verse 8 says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and Eve hid themselves in the presence of the Lord. Now I want you to see that they hid themselves. Why did they hide themselves? Because of sin. Anytime sin rises up, it gets an opportunity. We, we emotionally and physically and, and naturally we, we know that light and dark don't mix. And so when there's sin, they, we hide. We want to hide. And that's what happened here. I don't want to emphasize that. Understand this, that, that listen, sin has been removed through Christ, through the curse, through the, through the cross, rather. And so that's where the Bible says there is therefore no condemnation. It doesn't mean that we just can go sin now and it's cool. I'm just saying it says that we don't have to be bound by that sin and we can just ask for forgiveness and it's removed and we can walk on and move in his presence. We can get back to before. Holy Spirit said this sin will cause you to hide from God, but instead of running from God, run to him because he's the one that's going to cleanse you and clean you of that thing. He's going to take all that shame away. He so desires that. The reason why Christ came is so we could be free. Free of sin. Free of the, the shame that sin brings. So if we want to be in this presence. We just get rid of the sin. Listen. I'm not saying we need to work on being perfect. We just need to walk, work on being holy. And we do that by having relationship. Mm-hmm. By learning him, from him. Listening to him. Spending time with him. Don't try to do something out of your Out of willpower, forget that. Go with the Holy Spirit power that is inside of you when you begin to draw yourself close to him. Let that carry you. That's easier. Willpower is not easy. Holy Spirit power is mighty. Life changing. When when we find ourselves trying to hide from that, you know, that's when we need him the most. That's when his arms are wide, the widest, calling you. Because he wants to remove those things. Just like any father, any mother, every parent, I want to take those hard things away. I want to take that pain away. My son, my youngest son, Tanner, uh, two days ago, I found out he broke his toe. The same toe that he messed up several, that poor toe has been really through a lot. (laughs) But this is the thing. I wanted to take that away. I wanted to take that pain away. I so desperately I told him this is the time when I really hate being over two thousand miles away from you. In that same way. Don't you know God wants to take that pain away? And not only does he want to, he's provided a way for that. Through Christ. Through relationship of Jesus, through the yearning of that truth, living in that possibility and that truth, He wants to take that pain away. God's not a God that's going to be hitting you over the head. He just wants to say, "Come here. I want to love on you. I want to cleanse you. I want to make you whole. Don't do that again." Learn from it. And walk away from it. Right? Isn't that amazing? How God does? That's supernatural. So this verse in Genesis. It says the verse is talking about. Really is talking about the manifest presence. Right? The verse in Genesis 3. That said they hid themselves. They they wouldn't hide themselves if God wasn't present. Right? Okay. So he's talking about the manifest. So now. Now. Maybe, uh, can I just give you some example of omnipresence versus manifest presence? So we just kind of lay this out. Uh, You probably all know that. Maybe it's just for myself to understand. But if I were to say that there was a multi-billionaire that's been in our services for the last three years, uh, that that would mean that his presence was among us. Okay? You didn't know it, but he was here. Or she was here. That would be like the omnipresence is here. We don't know it. But if this billionaire stood up and said, you know what? Here, and he started writing million-dollar checks and handing them out to every single person. That would be his manifest presence. Somebody get a witness on that one, amen? <laughs> I was going to hold there and see if, you know, someone would step up. <laughs> So you see the difference sir, we could be among us and he, Jesus, God is among us, but he's a God that wants to stand up and start healing the sick. He's a God that wants to heal the brokenhearted. He wants to start laying those checks out of bringing freedom in our hearts and lives. Amen. That's the manifest presence. That's what Jesus not only, that's one of the many reasons why Jesus went to the cross so that his manifest presence could manifest Here on earth as it is in heaven. And so why wouldn't we want to walk in it. If he moved heaven and earth to have it happen for us. Dare to believe the possibility that God can live every single day. His presence can manifest every day. It's his desire. The reason he created us is to have relationship. To hang out with us. That was the only reason. To create, he created us so he could hang out with us, so he could manifest himself, so he could walk with us and talk with us. I think that's so amazing. And the heart of God hasn't changed. He's the same God. Yesterday, today, forever. Amen? So the example, that's the example of omnipresence versus manifest presence. He wants us to recognize this. He wants us to recognize that his manifest presence is here. He, he needs us to understand, to recognize. How many have ever walked into a room and been ignored? It's not fun. The same way that you feel like, oh, no one even notices I'm here. By the way, I notice all of you are here. But God wants us to make notice that he's here. But it's not even just for him so he can, play, so he can feel superior. He is superior. He doesn't have to feel superior. He wants to be, he wants to be known and he wants to be uh, 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 recognized because it's in that recognizing that he can move in us. The flow through us. But if we don't acknowledge him. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. is waiting for us to call. Waiting for us to tap in. I've said. I prayed this. God why don't you move. Why don't you do this. And he's like. Why didn't you get in my presence. I've been flowing the whole time. Just like electricity. You got to turn the switch on. Why won't that electricity work. Go hit the button silly. Oh, his presence is made known. So the, I brought up this question, is it possible to leave his presence, leaving his presence? I want to talk a little bit about leaving his presence. Now, I want to remind you, you cannot leave his omnipresence. You can't leave that. But we can leave his manifest presence. Genesis chapter four, verse 16 says, then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod and east of Eden. So we can see, right? Pretty plain. There must have been an opportunity where he could have got away. Remember, I told you to turn to Jonah. Jonah chapter one, verses one through three. I'm going to read it for you. There's a few words in here that have a difficult saying, so we'll just bear with me. It says, now the words of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Manatai. I don't think that's right, but we're going with it. Saying, arise and go to Nineveh. That great city and cry out against it for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tartish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tartish. So he paid the fare and went down into it. To go with them to Tarsh, from the presence of the Lord. You see this theme. He was running from the presence of God. The manifest. Not the omnipresence. God was there. And if you continue to read the story. You can see God was there. He was kept intervening. Kept giving an opportunity. But Jonah was making decisions. To run from God. To move, remove himself. From the presence of God. So yes we can. We can. Leave the manifest presence. How? By not doing and living in what He's tells us to do. Simple. By walking out when when we're willfully disobedient. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. Oh man, I can't believe that happened. I did that. I'm not talking about those oopsie kind of things. I'm talking about the willful. I'm just not going to do it. Maybe it was the "oops" thing that made us draw away enough that we willfully said, "I'm not going back to the Father. I messed up too bit, too much." But that's how we step away from the presence, and that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants to bring shame and doubt and all of these things so that you step further and further away from it, because the enemy knows what God determined. That with his presence, nothing's impossible. Right? So we can do more than we think we can do. God says, I can do more than we think or imagine. But it comes through his presence. It's through his power. It's through his might. And so as we stay in his presence, then we have, we've we've managed to put ourselves in that position where God can do what he says he can do. It's easy. Should be easy. Well we, sometimes we let life and arguments that come in our heads to kind of remove us, because we can look at ourselves in the mirror and see the imperfections, whether they're current or they're the past, or even the what ifs? And that's why I need to remind you. I need us to be reminded. I need to remind myself constantly that I'm not that same person. Not when I receive Christ. When I receive Christ, the old man was gone, is gone, dead, buried. I'm a new creation. I might still have some of the attributes. But God's working through those. I'm working through those with him. But he sees me as whole, complete. And he wants us to walk in his presence. But if we're willfully disobedient, we leave his presence. Um, here's an example of how we can willfully do this. If Michelle calls me up and says, um, hey, I need you to pick something up at the store, I think you're going by there anyway. When well, I can go in store and I can get a few things and totally forget to get the thing she asked me to get. <laughs> happens. Happens. Th- that's an unwillfully disobedient. Do you understand what I mean? But if I get off the phone and I'm walking around the store, I'm like, I'm not getting that. I don't care what she says she wanted. I'm not getting that. Forget it. That would be willfully. Do you understand what I'm saying? See, sometimes the enemy said we, we forget, we we slip, we fall into the, the things of the world. All these things we forget, and we slip in, and then the enemy says, "Ah, I gotcha." Most of the time when we walk out of his presence, it's, for, it's, it's because of those oops things. Now, I'm not saying that's the only truth. I know that there, we, we can also willfully make a decision. I'm not doing that. But typically when you find yourself there, it's because you found yourself slipped a few times in some of the other area. And enemies, there attacking you. So now we become prickly. And Henri, Oh, maybe not you. Just me. And we so willfully say, forget it. I'm not doing that. And all the while, you understand that you're only—we're only hurting ourselves. We're only walking right into the plan in sync with what the enemy wanted for our lives. And God's, God's Holy Spirit, His power, His might, His—he's wooing us back. He's like, "Don't do it. Come here. I love you. I sent my son for you. I've got you." I can forget those things. Just call on me. I can look over those. I can remove those things. In fact, don't be afraid to be in His presence. It's His presence is where the Bible says, "With the Spirit of the Lord, there's freedom." That's
0: right.
1: Being in His presence is freedom. But the enemy's lying to us and telling us the opposite of that thing. But you do you know that the enemy, when he speaks, he's speaking lies. In fact, the scripture says that's the only reason why he speaks or comes. If he's opening his mouth, it's a lie, period. Also, you can say if he's opening his mouth and speaking, that you know the opposite is actually true. Do you understand? So don't willfully remove yourself. God doesn't say, turn away from me. He says, come to me, all who are weary, and I'll give you rest. Right. Naturally, we're like, oh, I'm going to I, I got to write, And Jesus is saying, no, draw on to me. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and petition, let your request be known. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding. Will cover your heart and mind. The enemy says, don't go there. You know, you're in trouble. You know, you did wrong. He's going to be mad at you. Jesus says, Come to me. Come on. That's the God we serve. That's the God we celebrate. That's the truth of God. That's what living in his presence is. And the thing is, the more we focus and concentrate and work on living in his presence, the less we're likely to be persuaded from the enemy. Doesn't mean he's not trying just means we're a little more fortified we get a positive rut of his truth Uh uh-uh i can recognize that counterfeit right away you hear me today so we can leave his presence his manifest presence but we can't leave his omnipresence by willfully deciding to do that so when we say god i don't feel you he's like i'm here always been here draw to me you feel far off i'm here i promise continue to focus and that's why entering into worship gets us there there's something supernatural we're going to talk about a little bit this next week again a little defy a little more about that worship but there's there's an ma- amazing thing about worship it just it cuts through it's it's like as we begin to worship God it cuts through the flesh and goes right to the spirit of god we'll we'll talk a little more about that next week the the third thing I want to mention here as we're talking about his presence is that we said we can uh, we can live in his presence or his manifest presence we can leave his presence now I want to talk about entering his presence and we'll just jump into this a little bit and like i said it was it it often it comes through music through singing through praises through Entering in worship in that way. Psalms chapter 95 verse 1 and 2 says. Oh come let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Verse 2. Let us come before his presence. With thanksgiving. One scripture in, 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 in Psalms. Says that thanksgiving is the password. To the presence of God. Worship is. Is, is the thing. Psalms 100 Verse 1 and 2, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. I like this, make a joyful shout, because sometimes my voice doesn't sound like singing. It sounds like shouting. It sounds like the dog got sick or something. No, I'm just kidding. You know what's cool about God is he doesn't care how you sound. He just wants to hear a sound. And when he hears the sound, it says the windows of heaven open up. I was, uh, had a pastor uh, that sowed in my life. One of the funny things he said is, if you can't sing great, sing loud. I was like, I can do that. Yeah. I had a friend of mine that I worked with, and uh, he loved the Lord. He was uh, one of the only believers that I worked with in this, play, in this photography firm. Um, and so we, we kind of stuck together um, a lot kind of help each other out, hold each other's arms up, so to speak. Um, And he loved music, loved music. Look, I I told him this too. Listen, he couldn't carry a tune for nothing. I mean, it was, I thought I was bad, a whole nother level. (laughs) But it never stopped him. I'd get in his car, he'd have that music blaring, and he'd like, and I'm like, No, it was amazing because he always decided, I'm worship God. We didn't think we didn't always think alike theologically, theologically, theologically. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Help me, Lord. But we could get together. We could just worship the king. And, you know, we were in sync and we sounded horrible. we could feel we could sense the presence of God we saw things change in our work environment not because it was beautiful because it was perfect in his sight because we decided to walk into his presence and he's like I've been waiting for you and then he grew up arm in arm and now where he is things change So through worship, we can we can enter into his presence. But I want to remind you that worshiping God doesn't have to happen on a Sunday morning. It doesn't take an anointed worship leader or an amazing pianist or a drummer. It doesn't take that. It takes a heart, a willing heart to say, God, I'm going to draw myself to you. So, I know all of you at some point have sensed the presence of God. You come and you're like, wow. I know that those that are in our community come and sense, whoa, I sense this. And that's awesome. I'm so thankful for that. It's an honor to be in a place where that can happen. But understand that it's not because of the place or the people that are doing it, they're not more anointed. We're all anointed. It took a willingness to say. I'm going to step up. Majority of the time. The worship team has got a lot of things going on. They don't normally want to get here early. They don't always want to lead. But they do it. They press into it. And God always shows up. And we're the benefactors of that. In that same way. You might say, I don't feel it. I don't know, how, I don't know how to play piano like Miss Depp. I don't know how to sing like Pastor Terry." God says, I didn't call you to be them. I called you to be you. Just enter into my presence. Worship me in spirit and truth. To come before the Father. The presence of God is where we will receive him. I can enter into the presence of God in the grocery store. I can enter the presence of God anywhere by the willingness to say, God, I'm going to your presence. I worship you. I honor you. Doesn't mean you have to have a full set, a worship set. I'm going to sing three songs and I'm going to feel it. (laughs) Oh, I need a fourth. Doesn't work that way. Praise God, doesn't work that way. God says, shout to the Lord, all you. He says, come, all who are weary. Invite him. Let him come and be in your place. That's what he wants from us. That's living in his presence. It's not, it's not difficult. It's not complicated. We don't have to have Bible degrees. All we have to do is be willing to say, God, I need you more than I need anything else. The cool thing is, as you know, my, one of my favorite verses is Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. When we seek him, all of these things will be added unto us. I say that because I know we need things. I know we need health and healing. I know we need finances. I know we need all these things. God knows that we need them. He says, I know what you need before you ask them. He says, Ask. And, and really, what that means, and it really the Greek meaning of that means to enter into my presence, come to me. I'm going to take care of it, but it's more important that I'm your, that we are in His presence, and then He takes care of the rest. Amen.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this message from Word of Life Family Church. If you're ever in the area, please join us for one of our Sunday services at 10 a.m. or for Bible study on Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. For more information, check out our website at wordoflifefamilychurch.org or call us at 715-339-2207. Thanks for joining us today, and may the Lord richly bless you.